Welcome to A Year on Tour with Wittinghus. Here's your host, Hans Christian Wittinghus. Hello guys and girls and welcome back to another episode of A Year on Tour with Wittinghus. Today won't be the longest episode, but I will offer you an update on what's been going on for me since I came back from Indonesia Open a little more than a week ago. And I will also go into a bit of details with the role as a feeder when you are in training. So let's just get straight into it. So since I came back from Indonesia, my main focus has been to try and get my body as well prepared as possible for the Canada Open, which I'm leaving for on Saturday this week. So when I came back from Indonesia, I knew that I had two weeks of training to try and uh, get to Canada in a bit better shape than what I did in uh, in Indonesia, in Jakarta, where I definitely, uh, as you guys know, wasn't in my best shape because of the issues I've been having with my uh, my glute and my, uh, my hamstring. Fortunately, everything went well in uh, Jakarta. I didn't come home and feel like my hamstring and glute was uh, in a worse place than it was before I went there. So that was a, a very positive sign. I've been trying to get as much treatment when I've been home now as possible and also do all the right exercises and try and dose my training in the right, right way. And I think it is actually developing in a positive direction for me. I did actually uh, play a little bit of match practice last week in training. And uh, today, Monday, when I'm recording this, after a couple of days off court in the, during the weekend, Saturday, Sunday, I didn't go on court at all. I felt the best in my hamstring and glute uh, I've felt in training for yeah at least a couple of months. So it's only like in a few occasions when I had lunch in my uh, short forehand corner. If I really need to do like a deep lunch, I can still feel a little bit of pain. Um, but it was not really an uh, an issue in any way where I was trying to compensate or like get away from the pain. So in that way, today was was the best I felt uh, for uh, for quite some time. So that's very positive. Obviously, uh, I only have like five six days before I have to leave. So I don't expect that the because it's feeling better now that I can uh, get there in absolutely top condition. Uh, it's not like that. I, I won't be able to uh, to train so hard and recover fast enough for that. But it does make me positive in terms of me being able to add a little bit more intensity throughout this week and uh, and get to Calgary in, uh, in a decent uh, condition. And that will be needed because I will be playing Li Shifeng, the, uh, the All England champion, uh, who I also played in German Open earlier this year where I also was not in a great shape uh, and I actually felt like I played okay in that match, lost uh, 13 and 14, but yeah, had no chance. He simply just played too fast for me. Uh, I do hope I will be able to give him a little bit of a better fight because uh, I do think I'm actually even now in a much better shape than I was back at the, at the German Open where I had also been struggling a lot with my uh, body at that time. So my, uh, I wouldn't say my expectations are high, but I am actually uh, really looking forward to that match. I'm really looking forward to uh, to try and play him again, one of the best players in the world at the moment. Uh, yeah, just go on court playing against the best guys. That is uh, what I enjoy the most at the moment. So I am really uh, excited about it. And hopefully I'll have, have another good week of training where I can uh, yeah, just add a little bit of intensity, dose the training in the right way. So my uh, hamstring and glute will keep on feeling better and better. 
I'm still trying to get treatments like every second day to, to try and uh, like speed up the process a little bit. I still go to gym every, the, every second day as well to try and uh, do the right exercises, do small exercises every day actually. So I'm, I'm trying my best to, to really uh, yeah, speed up the process, the healing process and make it feel uh, better. But it is all like a balancing act that I also don't, uh, I shouldn't push it too much. So I, I need to be wary of that. Other than training, uh, one interesting thing I've been part of uh, ever since I came back was uh, actually actually yesterday I was uh, the pundit or expert on Badminton Weekly. This uh, weekly Badminton magazine that BWF does for uh, YouTube, for the YouTube channel. I'm actually not certain if it will air today, Monday, or if it will be uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, but it will be out soon, uh, where we are discussing uh, the results uh, and the best stories from the Chinese Taipei Open, which was played last week, but also we look a little bit broader at the uh, Asian leg, which has now uh, finished with the five tournaments in a row. So if you guys are interested in hearing my take on uh, that, you should uh, check out BWF's um, YouTube channel, uh, where they uh, put out this uh, magazine called BWF, oh, Badminton Weekly, sorry. So go check that out. Now let me talk a bit about the uh, the feeder role in training. So when you are training, you uh, at least here in Denmark, we do a lot of two against one. So if you do a two minute drill, then uh, I'm working for two minutes, then for the next two minutes, I will be on the two side where I'm feeding and for the next two minutes again, I will be feeding another guy. So like for two thirds of the actual training time where we're doing exercises in Denmark, we are actually in a uh, in a feeder row. And of course we also do some one against one exercises and multi-feeding, but when you do two against one exercises, as it will be for anyone who does that, there will be two thirds of the time where you're actually in a feeder row. And I've been doing that a lot lately because, again, because of my hamstring and my glute, I, I haven't felt ready to like go full out in training. So for me, it's been enough to just keep the body going and uh, like get a lot of touches on the uh, yeah, with the racket and just yeah train at a high intensity just as a feeder. So I've been doing that a bit more lately. Um, and one thing I feel like often when, uh, when I'm a feeder or when I see other players uh, in this feeding role, it's often kind of like you you just go on this like autopilot where where you just like you know the exercise you're gonna do and like you're you're not really focused on anything specific for yourself you're just uh, like focused or yeah maybe not even focused but just trying to do the right exercise uh, without any particular focus and for me I think it's really important when you are in this feeder role that you still see it as an active training of course. The main thing is that you need to give the guy who is working on the other side, guy or girl on the other side, the correct uh, like feeding and like make the exercise work. But there are still lots of things that you can actually focus on and work on to make it also like uh, effective training for you. So one thing is shot quality. You can always focus on that when you are the feeder. So make sure that you have full focus on like the placement of your shots, the quality of your shots over the net, like playing closer to the lines and stuff like that. Of course, again, depending on the exercise. Another thing is your movement. You can also focus on that, but also the like the tactical understanding. So like realizing or uh, recognizing 
the shots that come from the player who is uh, working on the other side like if they hit a uh, a defensive uh, like from the deep forehand corner at the baseline if they do like a defensive cross court shot it's very rare in a match situation you get like a cross one back it will very often be like the uh, the short one so short straight one so you get the long run or maybe they push it down straight uh, straight down the line again to give like the long run uh, so just like recognizing these situations and then feeding in the correct way um, according to that. I think there is also good training in that. So like really try to understand and like uh, be like 100% aware of what is going on in the exercise, recognize all the tactical situations. What is, what is realistic here? What should I play? What would be most realistic in a, in a match-like situation? So I think stuff like that is very good to focus on. So you make sure that it's not only about feeding and just uh, thinking about basically nothing that has to do with your own development there are things that you can uh, you can work on you can also work on your mindset like being being in the right mindset all the time focusing on something specific if you are working on something uh, in terms of your mindset or men mentality uh, wise there are so many things you can still yeah focus on and uh, to make sure that you are not like basically wasting your time while you're on court but instead trying to make your time on court as effective as possible. You need to be there with a purpose or for a purpose, and that needs to be uh, visible even when you're feeding, so it's not only when it's your turn to work. So yeah, I hope it makes sense. I think it's a very important thing because especially here in uh, here in Europe, I know we do a lot of get, a, a lot of two against one. So uh, for a lot of European players, it's definitely a a very important aspect to uh, to try and boost your development as much as possible. Right. Anyway, that will be it for today. I hope you found this episode interesting. And uh, as always, thank you so much for, to everyone for listening. But a special big thanks to all my patrons who support me with a little bit every single month. It's completely free. You can stop at any time. You can decide for yourself how much you want to donate. But I do have different tiers so you can get match feedback. You can get one-on-one -on -one video calls with me. So go check it out on patreon.com slash Thanks everyone for the support. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to A Year on Tour with Vittinghus. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, share and leave a comment in iTunes or your preferred podcast app.